0: With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and he's with us every week to to talk about what's going on in our solar system, our planets, and one interesting guy. Steve, good morning on a Sunday morning. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, John, and let me be the first of many people to wish all the listeners the most blessed Easter and the most blessed Passover, a very special time as we move into spring. Of 2023. But John, it's so interesting talking the big news in NASA, of course, is the selection of the new crew that will replicate a mission which we had back in November called the Artemis 1 spacecraft, which went beyond the moon itself, you know, orbited the moon. But this time we have actually a whole new crew that NASA selected. And how about this? The first female astronaut among them, her name is Christina Koch. And her backstory is she might even be, John, we'll follow her. Maybe the first female to actually land on the moon when they go back with Artemis III. But the crew consists of Commander Reed Weissman, the first African American in space up as far as a lunar mission, Victor Glover, and as I mentioned, Christina Koch as a mission specialist, and then a Canadian, Jeremy Hansen. Set to launch, hopefully, by sometime around November of next year. All excitement, John, as always, with the space program. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it?
0: And when is this supposed to happen? Uh, and and I understand they're only going to circle the moon and come back. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, John. The answer is probably as early as November of 2024. And what you really need to do is shake down the spacecraft, as they say in the parlance of no NASA's uh, you know words of getting everything on board that spacecraft to work right the last mission didn't have humans it had actually dummies on board which were doing uh, sensing and all kinds of you know medical tests and things like that for future astronauts so it is the gateway to the moon and if all goes well in my opinion this might be a little more optimistic than maybe people think the landing on the moon with Artemis 3 is supposed to take place in 2025 I'm an eternal optimist to have them do that, but things might go a little slower if, indeed, all these things don't check out in this particular shakedown cruise.
0: Well, that, that's amazing, 2025. 20, uh, that's how many years later than uh, the the Kennedy, you know, when John Kennedy sent uh, our astronauts to the moon? That's what, 55 years? Well, or
1: Absolutely, John. Think about this. The last crew to go to the surface of the moon was Apollo 17 back in the early 70s. And that consisted of uh, Eugene Cernan and also the first geologist, uh, Harrison Schmidt, who later became a United States senator. Sadly, uh, Gene Cernan passed on, but uh, we might find out that Harrison Schmidt is still alive. It's been a heck of a long time and long overdue in many people's estimation.
0: Is there any uh, uh, advance where on the moon they want to land this time?
1: John, the most uh, descriptive answer to that is, and the most accurate answer is, we've been talking about that is the space program and other space programs, even China. They're talking about this area to the southern pole of the moon called the Aitken Basin. And simply, this is an area of the moon that's pretty much in darkness. And they would land there for reasons because they've actually detected this permafrost, if you want to call it more specifically, like some sort of water ice on the surface of the moon. It seems to be a place that <clears throat> astronauts would want to go. And the reason also is the temperatures on the moon, when we saw the Apollo program, we found out that obviously they didn't land during high noon because the temperature there gets up to over the boiling point of water, over 212 Fahrenheit. So this area on the south pole of the moon is conducive for many reasons. They can actually keep the temperatures a little bit stabilized, more so than being in high direct sunlight.
0: Was there a reason they, they didn't want to orbit the moon and just circle it once it come back?
1: Well, the reason they do that, John, they have to test out this spacecraft. This whole Orion capsule is a very, how do I say it, super modernized version of the old Apollo capsule. But this particular mission goes way beyond the farthest that humans have been so far was Apollo 13. With that mission that we all know almost didn't make it back to the Earth because of an explosion of the oxygen tanks on board the spacecraft. But this time they're going to circle the moon. There's a lot of things to make sure that the spacecraft operates, you know, as they really need to. And it sets the pathway as they're actually doing an orbital path for what may then become something called the Gateway Space Station. They actually need to have the uh, orbital characteristics to put a space station up there, and that's uh, pretty fascinating stuff. But closer to home, we always talk, John, about the mystery of the week, and this one centers around the beautiful romance of the whole season of Easter and the blessed time of Passover and we find out that the original date of easter or how it's configured is simply this it's the first sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox in simple language it means it's the first full moon after the beginning of spring which happened march twentieth that beautiful pink moon or pascal moon as we call it happened on the sixth and then we find naturally the next sunday is this sunday that we're talking about right now but in the orthodox world And the church there, the great celebration, happens always after Passover. That is a Sunday after Passover. And that, according to the calendar, goes on to the 16th of April. What a beautiful time to share this. But the Paschal, the word itself, John, comes from an uh, Aramaic word, I should say, which is known as Pascha. And this one absolutely means the Passover. And it's so symbolic that we look at this beautiful full moon of days gone by, the pink moon, to celebrate this most joyous and very what, very special uh, time, very sacred time for many of the religions of the world. It's just a beautiful time to explore and what, open people's minds and expand their minds on these great subjects.
0: Uh, Steve Case, one last question. I heard the other day that there's a new theory that the Titanic sunk for another reason. Have you heard now, about this, that?
1: Yes. This is really amazing. Astronomers, and they always come up with theories, but here it is pretty simple. The moon before the Titanic sank, if we go back to that date and time in 1912, the moon just a week or two before that was at its closest position to the Earth in not all of history, but very, very close. So, why would that be important? And the astronomers go on to theorize that's the word theorize that the melting of the ice, all these glaciers, that of course the Titanic hit one rather large one. Remember, we only see uh, the top part of the glacier, 90% of it is still under the ocean. But in this particular case, John, the gravity tug of the moon on the Earth, which does have a very symbolic tug, we know about tides, this theory states that because that happened, it might have been more inducive and inductive to pull some of these glaciers that broke off these big pieces of ice called icebergs, and that their theory continues that there was probably more of those, more than likely because of the extra tug that the moon had on the Earth. One of many theories of a sad date in history on a ship that we all know that was obviously named Titanic, where nobody, nothing, could sink it, allegedly, but sadly, things turned out differently.
0: And the other story that you may not know, then you should study about it, the Titanic was really not the ship that was meant to be the Titanic.
1: You know, John, that's fascinating. I need to do more homework, and it sounds fascinating that that could be a show unto itself, right? (laughs)
0: It was a sister ship of the Titanic Titanic that they renamed the Titanic because the Titanic wasn't ready. But do your homework. Maybe we'll report it to our audience next week. Have a great uh, Easter uh, or Passover, whatever you celebrate. And uh, thank you so much for coming on And Easter Sunday.
1: Well, thank you, John. Go to wabcradio.com for the Dr. Sky experience, more in-depth information. And again, a blessed day to you and the listeners and this season. Thank you. God bless.